I've gotten this. <laughs> What's it like to be a marginalized body in comedy? Oh, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, this is highly offensive. Like, <laughs> so, just call me fat. I know. <laughs> Please don't. That is Please a, stop. that's crazy. What a ter- marginalized body. Yeah. <laughs> that is. I constantly feel like a marginalized body, but that's my own <laughs> issues. I was <laughs> I like, I always feel just off to the side. Just to the I just side. interrupt your interview. I'm like, it's hard. Yeah. Living glam, living rough, living with Jonathan and Katie. Welcome to, to Living, Living with, with Jonathan, Jonathan and Katie. Katie. I'm Jonathan Serthoral, and I just fucked a ficus <laughs> consensually. <laughs> I'm Katie French, and I've been doing blood magic. Oh, yes. Katie has dried blood-colored <laughs> nails, and I know that sounds disgusting if you've ever seen Law & Order SVU, but it's actually really pretty. And actually, if you look up close, they're actually glittery blood-red nails. Not blood red, but dried, dried blood, red. blood red. They're like a brown red. Yes, a brick red. Or um, a reddish brown, I would say. Either way. Um, today we have uh, a fun guest on the podcast, Danielle Perez. You guys will hear about her story. Um, Danielle is a very proud disabled comic. Mm-hmm. And we were thinking about times that... Is this so problematic? Probably, but just go for it. Well, you couldn't walk for a year. I couldn't walk for a year. You can Every, walk in the balls. <laughs> I couldn't walk in the balls, in the ball scene. No, I couldn't walk for a year. Um, it's part of my identity. Yes. And I bring it up every single time I see Danielle. Every chance. And I, I go, you, me, we're the same. <laughs> yeah. We're the exact same. <laughs> no, um, no, I couldn't walk for a year when I was 12 to 13. I was in the hospital and they didn't know why. It was like a freak thing where I literally just woke up one day and it was excruciating to walk and i felt like my legs were like controlled by like voodoo magic where it's like they were bound like i couldn't move and if i tried to move the pain was excruciating and i like crawled to the living room where my dad was reading his paper and he didn't care and he thought i was faking and then when my mom came home like hours later i was like still in the living room just like on the floor and then she was like um he needs to go to the hospital they admitted me that night they couldn't no another doctors figured out like why is he not walking why is it so excruciating and they tested me for everything for they they scanned my bodies for tumors they like gave me neurological tests and they like did mris and they did the thing where they like put ink inside your body where they can like see everything and they looked at my brain and they looked at everything and they couldn't figure it out so they just admitted me and then they thought it was Guillain-Barre which is this very fancy French gay sounding disease. You would get, if you're going to have, have one. Guillain-Barre. You would have a gay French <laughs> sounding So it's this very rare paralysis disease that slowly per- paralyzes you and you can get cured from it, but no one, very rarely do people fully recover from it. So people, you get paralyzed and you go through the paralysis and then slowly your limbs start to come back. But usually you're left with a cane or you're left with like, you know, those walking sticks on your arms yeah. or you're left in, in a wheelchair where you have partial mobility, that type of stuff. So it was very scary. Like they thought for a long time that it was that. And I was just in the hospital and it was like I was like an old man. Like my parents had to like like each hold me on both of my arms and and like take me to the um bathroom and i was like 13 so i was just getting into puberty my dick was really growing at this time <laughs> i my pubes were in full bloom i was getting very very tall and very skinny so i was oh. growing it was just like the worst time and you're just like surrounded by these like hot bearded doctors you're just like reaching <laughs> into your pants and just like like testing all your little bits to see like if they're oh, still working my 
God. And then the nurses would come in and they would poke me with needles during the night just to see if I could. And it was like, oh my it, God. In the moment, it seemed bitchy, but but now <laughs> you, I look back and I go, oh, it, they're seeing how sensitive my nerves are because they kept saying the the more you can feel pain is actually the better because it means that paralysis is not setting in because mm. paralysis is when you cannot feel and you cannot move, you know? Yeah. But my thing was that the pain was restricting my movement as mm. well as the muscle itself. So in the middle of the night, they would just come in and poke my foot with a needle and I would, would go, just, ow! I'd wake to? up and then then I would see this like little nurse like looking up at me going, good. And then she would just like leave because she just wanted to see if I could feel oh, it. Yeah. And... um. And yeah, and then they finally figured out it was because they they had looked over these like charts of mine from like one year, the year before I was 12 to the year to to when this started when I was 12. But by the time they're figuring this out, I'm like 13. So they saw that from 11 to 12, I had grown an insane amount. I had grown like almost seven inches. Like I had like a huge, huge growth spurt. As my sister Judy once said, I used to be short fat and brown when yeah. I was a kid. And then I, <laughs> in one year, um, was tall, skinny, and white. <laughs> so um, I, sh- they they realized, oh, it probably has something to do with the insane growth rate that he had yeah. in that one year. And then they like did more stuff with my back and they figured out it was just an extreme case of sciatica. Okay, the thing that like old men get where the growth like inflamed the lower parts of my back, which then pushed against these plates that hit my spine all in like a magical way that kind of just locked everything into place where I was like a doll, like I couldn't move because everything was just like in my back, like, like expanded and pushed against my spine. So I slowly had to like will all those plates and all that muscle back into place through physical therapy. So they let me go home, but I had to go into the hospital after. And I had been in the hospital for a a while by that point. And then um, I had to do like, they had a physical therapist come to the house. I had to go for outpatient stuff and I had to slowly relearn how to walk. So when I went back to school, to junior high, I had missed all of seventh grade. So I went back to eighth grade I was which all my teachers just passed me even though I got like Mm. C's and D's on everything they just like passed me um so when I went back to eighth grade I went back with a walker like a full walker with tennis balls wow then slowly months passed and then I transferred to a cane and then slowly after that I was just like limping and then finally by high school I was like you were jazz dancing (laughs) I was jazz dancing I was trying out for a chorus line and everything and and I still grew all the way up until like eleventh uh, grade. Um, it is that's your story is so crazy. And yeah. I remember I feel like it was a while till you like first told me that. But I think it was because something maybe there was a movie or because you were like I can't watch anything where people like are paralyzed. Oh, it freaks me out. So when yeah. Drake's character on Degrassi gets oh, paralyzed, yes. I can't watch it because I do understand the feeling of of because for the the whole year. I didn't know if I was going to walk again. You yeah. know what I mean? And they were kind of preparing me for the fact that this could be my life. It's and very traumatic. And you're so young. So and young. Going through puberty at that, like what the, when right. all you want to do is like hide from everybody anyways. And, and then they're like, off. and then they're just like, so can you just show us, can you feel your dick right now? And you're like, uh. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. But the reason I also don't talk about it that much is because during that time when the year was up and I was kind of leaving the hospital, 
that is when my nephew Ricky, who's a year younger than me, mm-hmm. he was going into the hospital and we were at hospitals across the street. I was at Kaiser, he was at Children's, which is like right across the street. The irony is we live right where this was. I live right behind that now. Yeah. And I was born at that Kaiser. Yeah. Um, so he was going in because he had cut his tendon because he was like a very like straight kid and he was like throwing a knife up in the air and the knife came down and it cut his tendon in his hand and then they did surgery and he still couldn't move his hand again and they were like oh something uh scar tissue must have formed on the tendon let's see what's going on they figured out it wasn't his hand there was something coming from at the 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 top of his spine like where his arm and his shoulder meet the, you know where the spine is like on the bottom of the neck and then they uncovered that he had all these tumors there mm-hmm. and then they realized the tumors had spread to his spine and he had like this incredibly rare form of cancer and so he was going into the hospital for cancer and i was coming out for like it was scary when I was in, but ultimately what what I ended up having wasn't life-threatening. Yeah. So he was going in. I remember him because we were very close. We are like a year yeah, apart. Yeah, you guys were like he, brothers. We were like brothers. Um, he was kind of like, um, oh, I know I'll be fine because you're fine. You know what I mean? But I do <sighs> remember. cry. I know. And I do remember thinking like, yeah, but I don't have cancer, you know? And so he did. So he ended up being in the hospital way longer than me. So for the next two years of his life, um, so my whole family was like hospital for me. And then immediately after that, it was like hospital for Ricky for the next two years. So for three years straight, like my family was like in and out of hospitals, I can't. but with Ricky it was way worse because his, they figured out it wasn't just spinal cancer. It was brain cancer. Mm-hmm. So it, it was in his brain all down his spine and had moved into his spinal fluid. So he, they had given him maybe like six months to live. He was like terminal and he ended up living almost two years oh, um, wow. after that. And he, um, yeah, he passed away when he was a teenager, when he was 13. So when he passed away, I was already in high school. And um, yeah, and and that was just like such a mind fuck because you saw, I had that hospital experience and then what ended up like being okay. And then he had this hospital experience. It was way worse and ended up dying from it. Mm -hmm. And near the end, he of course knew he was going to die because there was a point where like everything they tried just couldn't work. And I remember going over to my sister Lillian's house and like being like, Oh, this is Ricky's like juice. They recommend that he like drink this juice. And I was like, and that moment I was like, Ricky's going to die. Because if what they're giving you is, it was like a weird pomegranate juice that was like from some special brand. I was like, mm-hmm. if this is what's the, the last resort medical treatment, I don't know what's going to happen. And he went through so many different types of treatment, experimental stuff, but it was such a, an aggressive, rare form of cancer. It was aggressive. And um, then they finally moved in the hospital bed. Like they were like, there's nothing else we could do. And he had yeah. been to so many different hospitals. Um and then he ended up dying at Children's of Hope. Um, yeah. So. Oh, God. Those Rest stories, in peace. I know. That's it, why I don't that, like to talk about it because those stories are actually connected. I know. I'm you know? sorry. I yeah. know. And you, and I've told you this before, like, I don't think there's a time we've hung out that you haven't mentioned him. Yes. I think and, about him every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was just. I know. That was a big. Yeah. Yeah. He was a truly great kid. And I'm not just like revisionist history. Yeah. being Like, oh, he was like a little dick. But uh, actually, he's a great kid. No, he was truly like a sweet, sweet, sweetheart. Yeah. Um, 
yeah it's ricardo ricardo daniel martinez that Mm -hmm. was him yeah and he would be he would be um i'm 27 he'd be 26 now yeah Yeah. it's so crazy. it's the crazy thing i think is like with everything that can happen to a human body yeah i mean think about just the amount of conditions there are it's Mm -hmm. uh, there's like a hundred thousand you know the fact that anybody like is healthy is actually like seems like a statistical anomaly you know what i mean this is a story i'm just saying because uh so uh old time friend Nathan Camp shout out comic right. is in the hospital right now battling cancer and my friend Rachel you guys know Rachel Friedland um she and I uh he loves 90 day fiance so we got him a cameo from <laughs> one of the ladies and uh it was so we told her the script right which was like you know we wrote some little jokes and she mostly did the script and was like you know Nathan I just want to you know wish you well and all that stuff you know or she like did her little jokes and then she goes and you know and I know that chemo's hard because I had an uncle who went and he fought and he fought and he died <laughs> and it's just like she's like so anyway just keep fighting whatever and we were like oh my god that is not what we went but shout out to Nathan if you're listening yeah um, sorry Nathan I didn't mean to tell that story about my nephew who died <laughs> no 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 that's fine but anyways, I uh, just but, wanted but to lighten also, it up. <laughs> life is just not fucking fair. Like I know. shit happens. Shit happened to Danielle. That's not fair. Yeah. Shit happened to Ricky. That's absolutely not fair. You yeah. know, but it's just not, you, you know, but for people trying or making the best of it and really like killing it, shout out to Danielle. So we had right. a really fun talk with her about her going viral, her starting stand up, and uh, the challenges of being a comedian in a wheelchair. Yeah. And also Danielle is not, dying i don't know why (laughs) she is fully fine she's living her her life she's doing show business she's being a professional like she's living her life like it's fine um we just me and katie just love every opportunity to be partially problematic and traumatic yeah Yeah. so anyway (laughs) enjoy our interview with danielle perez i'm excited to start therapy so i can stop buying crystals I ghosted all my therapists about two years ago and realized I should get back into it when I started daydreaming about walking into traffic and like, I don't even have feet. (laughs) I told her and she was really, she got very concerned. I was like, no, it's like one day I hope to have feet and then walk into traffic. It's aspirational. (laughs) But the reason I quit is that she was asking me all these questions that I think didn't really apply to me. She was like, who are your heroes? Who are your role models? And all I could think was Carrie Bradshaw and Karen from Will and Grace. Which means I aspire to be an independently wealthy white woman with a drinking problem. <laughs> you guys, I am almost there. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome back. back, sluts. Sluts. We are here with a very honorary slut, um, a very exciting slut. Uh, she is a, you know, writer, comedian, now model. Model, yes. She's yes. Very exciting. High fashion model. Um, longtime friend, not longtime slut of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome. Danielle, Danielle Perez. Perez. Hi. Thank you for having me. I feel so honored to be your, your slut of the day. There's our slut of the week. It's women's month. We're doing an all bitches Hell yeah. lineup for women's month. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is Katie's quote. I went, it's women's month. She goes, it's bitch month. I was like, okay. <laughs> all bitches How to be a all cunt. the time. <laughs> yeah. We're just free bleeding all month. I love it. Have you ever free blood? Um, Sometimes I get really lazy and I don't have a tampon or a pad, and I'll just I'm like, just we're go. gonna chance it. I just I just tried the Diva Cup. I can't believe I'm talking about this. I never talk. This is you so don't tell me stuff like this. 
God. I didn't call you. It, um, I can't. I can't. I Can you? You could get it up. I mean, it's weird getting it, it up. It was it's very hard. painful. It's difficult. It was very scary. I tried it three times. I literally like yelled like truly and you know you've heard you called on the goddess you've heard fear yeah you've heard fear that like um, you know like suctions to your cervix and then you try to pull it out and then you pass yeah, out well you gotta squeeze <gasps> it you gotta squeeze right. it and pull it I've I've tried twice I, I don't is know is it in I you can't. it's stuck in you no <laughs> like, like, Katie's Danielle's face was like Currently. it's stuck inside you <laughs> no it's like but it, yeah you have to like break the seal it's very it's demonic I'm trying yeah. to work with it and you would think for Get me it? and all my blood magic that I'd be really good at it yeah. it's very not yeah, it's um. I want to do it, but I haven't. You should get. There's actually um a diva cup that a disabled person invented. That's like a lot softer that's... and has a string that you can pull to break the seal. Wow! Um, because diva cups are actually like a very difficult starter menstrual cup. That's what I've heard. Okay, they're just like kind they, of bigger and really rigid. To, it would seem to be very thick, hard plastic. Yeah, <gasps> it's very rigid. You have to Don't... boil it. Did you? Know oh, that? to make yeah. it softer. To make it well, sterile. And to make it sterile. Oh, I thought I'll it would give you it. the link Whoa. for this okay. other one if you okay. want to try. Interesting. I, I think this one is is not. I, I just can't use it because I'm real fat, and it's like, honey, we can't go all the way. <laughs> it's up a lot there. of you know. That's a little too far up. So it's very um. It's yeah. It's very complicated. I want to be. I feel yeah. like I'm not like a like a fourth wave feminist from not using a diva cup. Oh my god! No, no, we're using tampons. We're just not flushing them down the toilet anymore. The gay. Sure. The, I'm not. <laughs> I'm definitely not. <laughs> I would say the gay male equivalent to this, which is not on the same level, but the closest thing is when a gay guy's a dumb slut and he goes <laughs> and he buys a dildo that's meant for a woman and not a man, oh. which is no balls. So it gets sucked inside <laughs> yeah. his. Okay. Because yeah. then I the, never the, you gotta have the base. You gotta yeah, have the base. The I colon is way deeper than the vagina. This. So mm-hmm. it'll just be sucked up in you. And there's another sphincter that like his whole job yes. is to pull things in. Yes. And that's the one that just keeps you from like shitting all the time. I yeah. knew someone who worked in the ER at Hollywood Presbyterian, so he saw it all. And he said the three most common situations <laughs> were one, cock rings that got stuck. Oh, so my nightmare. He said literally the guys Ooh. would walk in like cowboys and that their balls would <laughs> oh. have like swollen to the size of like cantaloupes. Oh yeah. And they couldn't sit down and they were, and they literally had, um, they have like, um, like metal cock ring cutters in the ER. That is a special tool. Because it's also Hollywood. So. Okay, but what happened? <laughs> it's Hollywood, but but what happens to the skin around the ball and the testicle? Because I think it re it re like a uh, re deflates or whatever. No, but it has like to get cut because it's on so tight, right? Like, don't they have to like oh, no, actually oh. cut well, into it? No, it's like they. It's kind of like they mini saw it off from the side, you know? Oh, okay. What if that? What if that oh. saw I know. slipped? I know. And you were just gelded. You sue the hospital. Imagine. But Imagine you don't filing have a lawsuit. A dick. But literally, they're like in the they case of hospital versus slut stolen from me. It's oh horrifying. God. He also said that he, um, there was a light bulb that broke in someone and they died. What? Girl, I'm inside. But also, this is there. They a should because who the hell? Woman. You're so stupid if you put a light bulb Probably in because man. it's a man. Yeah, it's a no. man. Um, you're so stupid if you put a light bulb in because it's a so thin. You're an bulb. idiot. So it broke. It pierced his colon. He died of sepsis. Yes. Oh my god. He also showed me a X-ray once of a Snapple bottle inside yes also what are people yeah like I heard mean, of a carrot killing someone so guys oh out there God. dumb sluts announcement yes do not PSA. put vegetables inside you because actually vegetables can break off in a weird diagonal mm-hmm. way that can cut your colon yeah. and yeah. you could yeah. die so he said also they like truly their thing was always that they like slipped and fell in the shower a lot of times everyone's just saying that 
It's like, come on. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. With I know. A Snapple bottle? But I, I saw know. It. I actually saw that it's extra. Imagine, oh, did you, could you read the fun fact on the Snapple? I know. <laughs> the Snapple fact? <laughs> that, Snapple imagine fact, if that was your drunk. reason. You're like, drunk. this was a really good fun fact. I do want this out of me. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> oh my God. I've never been that dumb to get anything stuck inside. But that's been a fear since I was a child. So I was yeah. like, never did that, ever. I'm a dumb slut. I got a tampon <laughs> stuck inside me. But I've that is something been- that you use. Okay, but no, see, I was a dumb slut because I read on the internet, which okay. never trust, number one, yeah. that if you are having period sex, you can just like leave the tampon in. Oh. I, how old were you? Uh, I'm assuming you were younger. I was younger, but not, not, young, not enough. young enough. <laughs> not young enough. And he like had a big dick. It was just like not mm. a good combo. He pushed it real deep. He pushed it real deep. I like woke up in the morning and I like had to go to work and I'm like trying to, I'm rooting around and I'm like, oh my God. I like, I started crying and he was like, what's going on? I'm like, I can't find my tampon. It's like inside me, but I can't, I was spread eagle in my bathtub while he is like, he was like fisting me trying to, and like, I'm not even using lube. We're not even using lube trying to get oh, this out. It was so like desperate and like fuck. terrified that I was going to have to go to the ER <gasps> and be one of those dumb sluts <laughs> oh that you guys God. talk about on podcasts. <laughs> that is. But I mean, so... also he was a dude I had hooked up with like a few times before. Like he wasn't a boyfriend. Right. Yeah. This was a casual, easy, bluesy, flirty. Like... And then you were like oh, severe God. intimacy. <laughs> That is. Oh my God. So it was horrifying. Crazy. Wait, so then you eventually got it out? Yeah, I mean. Fuck. That was, God. that was a very scary. Like, we were in there at least 30, 40 oh, minutes. Did you, like, God. momentarily, like, thank Jesus? I did. Yeah. I, I did. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to explain this to yeah. my family? Like, like I just was yeah. like, you know, like, I thought you were thanking Jesus that you were like, I'm going to tell every guy this and be like, it's stuck. Can you help me get it? Can you help me get it? No, gay, gay men would never do that to another gay man unless they like are into fisting. They Gay men are so savage because they're still men. So they're just like, uh, no, they were just like, <laughs> like horrible. Ew, gross. Yeah, gross. No. You heard it here, people. <laughs> and most gay men in LA are bottoms. So they're like, ew, a, bo- a butthole. So yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, that brings us to, I think what we were going to thought we'd talk about today. <laughs> How to be a bossy bottom. <laughs> yeah, bossy bottoms and um, silly sluts. Yes. Um, if we ever write in my mind. If this, Living with Jonathan yes. and Katie. <laughs> well, that's, if this ever becomes, if this podcast ever becomes like. On um, Quibi, if you guys would yes. <laughs> That's that's Quibi survives the coronavirus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to be a chapter in our book. Of which one? Uh, bossy bottoms oh, and bossy dumb bottoms. sluts. Yeah. yeah, it's our guide to life. Yes. The slut guide to life. Yeah. Okay, well, anyways, back to. <laughs> no, we wanted to have. Um, Danielle on because um, she's cool and funny, but also um, there's something interesting about Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle's got a secret. We're doing we're doing the Oprah um, with yeah. the Oprah intro. I'm like I don't I want to not ask you everything people ask. Okay, how about you do the quick self interview of like what do was everybody fucking ask you all the time? Yeah. So, so Danielle, Danielle, tell us what's it like to be in a wheelchair? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's yeah. it like to be disabled? Yeah. Um, what's it? Uh, like to be a woman in comedy. <laughs> oh yes. And what's it like to be a Latina? Yes, what's what's it like to be a Latina? Yeah. Do um, they ever put it all together just to like overwhelm you? Yeah. They, they I've gotten this. 
what's it like to be a marginalized body in comedy? Oh, and I was like, I was like, this is highly offensive. <laughs> like, <laughs> just oh. call me fat. I know. <laughs> Please don't. That is Please a, that's crazy. What a term, marginalized body. Yeah. That is. I constantly feel like a marginalized body, but that's my own <laughs> I issues. <know. laughs> I always Jonathan's eat. like, I always feel just off to the side. Just to I the just side. interrupt your interview. I'm like, it's hard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you are in a wheelchair, which is like, next i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah saying? i'm disabled yeah yes but i'm disabled. also a silly slut so yes yeah i have i contain multiple so what's more important is you're representing the disabled slut community and there's mm-hmm. not enough there isn't enough representation there. do you I should put that on my goal board i put be a bitch in a wheelchair on tv <laughs> and that's happening so that's, that's great. great i love that so now i need that's to great. be be a slut in a wheelchair <laughs> the, the the thing that i actually thought was the most interesting t- and uh, to your life because you're a comedian you travel for comedy you have said multiple times in person and I've also heard you on other podcasts say this that going to New York is so yes. inconvenient and this is very different because everyone always says like New York is like the place to go right. and do sets you talk about like you wanting to go to like one of the stand-up meccas to do sets like what is that like it is a full-on nightmare yeah. new york is actively trying to kill me <laughs> i went to new york and did a week of shows and i was hospitalized for three days with pneumonia what? <laughs> i also maybe i was also being a, a silly slut <laughs> a dumb bitch I you was, got it there's yeah. a thing i'm an la comic i'm born and raised in la i yeah. love this city i love being from la and like new yorkers just talk so much shit about la comedy yeah and like they don't think that we can like do anything more than a tight five yeah. like new york's real stand-up real stand-ups new york whatever you can do so many shows a night in new york you can do four sets a night in new york so i went and i booked myself four sets a night in new york then I got pneumonia. Oh my god! Because yeah. that city is so inaccessible. Yeah. It's just it's old. It's cobblestone. It's and so true. Like five story walk ups and yeah. narrow doorways. Like it's like it's it's a thing of like out here at least, right? Oh, I need to go to the bathroom. You know what? I know Starbucks is going to have a wheelchair accessible bathroom. Yeah. Out there, Starbucks don't even have a bathroom. Right. For non-disabled people yeah 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 so it's like your whole kind of sense of like getting around like i can't take the subway the subway is not fully accessible in new york are you fucking kidding that's for real this is the the metro system in los angeles is fully yeah accessible it is more yeah and in new york it is not um so that means what i'm at the mercy of lifts and ubers let me tell you Lyfts and Ubers, they fucking see the wheelchair, they just fucking drive on, speed on by. Wow. So I gotta account for the Lyft and Ubers that are canceling on me, hopefully praying that one of them takes mercy. They always act like they're doing you a fucking favor, not like you're paying them. Yeah. And then you get in, because cabs won't stop for me. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because they see the wheelchair. I'm like, I don't want that. So this is legit like doing four sets a night of like that kind of negotiating and transferring around crawling up and down stairs and getting in and out of vehicles. And it was, you know, in New York, it'll be rainy and humid and then cold and like all in the same fucking day. But how did you did you have to take buses? Were they the only do they not even the buses are accessible, but like. At night, on that tight a turnaround, if you have that many, you know what I mean? If I was, just not I'm going to do right. a day in New York and like, okay, maybe I'll yeah. take a bus, you yeah. know, but I have more time. It's not, okay, well, this show's at eight. The next one's at 830. There's, then there's two at nine, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. 
That it's is just not, yeah. So um, shitty. Also, people from New York, it's like, it's not our fault that you can't drive when you come here. Like, they're like, oh. they're always complaining about like how they're so superior. I'm like, dude, you guys can't even drive. You guys can't drive. Also, here's the, here's the real tea. No one's doing four sets a night. Absolutely no yeah. one. You know who's doing that? Sam Morrill. Like, yeah. fucking, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. like, Norm MacDonald. Like, or not Norm MacDonald, the other one. The other white guy that... The other white guy. Oh, there's guy. so many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of them. But you know what I mean? But like none yeah. of these, they're not. Yeah. Right. They, everyone likes to... You can do four sets tonight, but you're right. not. They're being very... Right. You're being really over the top with it. Yeah. Also, except for a few, just like in any city. Only a few of you are getting to do that. Right. Right. And, and also just like, just like in any city, like when they come out to LA, I do feel kind of like they're not that impressive maybe because they've hyped their scene up so much Mm -hmm. where i'm like i'm expecting you to stunt on stage right now and it's like it's a lot of like okay it's like okay all right yeah but i think the reason that is is what new york comics don't understand about la is that we're not just getting people from new york we're getting people from all over the country in the world so we see everyone come on stage and like do their best whatever so it's not going to impress us unless you are truly very very funny you know that's that i mean la is a showcase city right and like you get brought up alongside people that are national headliners so you have to get good quick right yeah you you just do. And so it's like, okay, yes, New York has way more stand up, way more open mics, way more whatever. But in LA, it's like, you're, it's, it's very sink or swim. And so right. you have to figure, I feel yeah. like that's yeah. how yeah. it is. And so it's kind of no bullshit. Let's get to the punchline. Right. Yeah. If you got five minutes, you know, right. or seven minutes. Very true. Yeah. And, and I do feel like because there's more like shows in New York, mm-hmm the comics and this is a good or a bad it's not and this not necessarily a criticism the comics do feel like the freedom to like fuck around we're in la workout sets yeah right LA, it's like you don't i you don't get on that many shows yeah no yeah yeah you know like if even people who are highly highly booked here right go to open mics go to open mics because they're still not getting booked enough to where it's like oh i'm doing four shows a night every night it's like no no no. No. if if you're getting highly booked and you're doing like 50 shows in a month which is like crazy that actually still if you divide it um still leaves you room to you have to go to an open mic if you want to get up on certain nights or you know what i mean so yeah Yeah, because the thing is because again the la shows are they are so showcasey where it's like these are good shows and you don't have, you can't just fuck around. Like, right. yeah, you have to bring it. You have to bring it. Right. Like, in- it unless just, it's and a LA, show, which is just a booked mic. Yeah. Right? And then that's fine. You know, you can like, you, you figure it out, but it's right. like, yeah, it's definitely like, I don't want to go on a show and like, I did chatterbox this week and I'm like, I've, Fucking ate shit for three minutes of Chatterbox. Wait, they, they <laughs> I don't know. They I, only gave you three minutes. No, I, I, I ate minutes for I ate shit for three minutes and then I oh, then I, cool. I clicked yeah, yeah. in and was like, yeah, I yeah. was like, I figured it out and was fine. But it was like, fuck, like I can't. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. um, that's really interesting about accessibility in New York, just in general, or like as a comic, because you don't think about that like venues stages no one thinks about that like if you're like fully able dynasty typewriter is like a venue that everyone fucking oh people suck its dick it's like this new hot venue he created that after i had already showcased for him at the improv and it's not wheelchair accessible Mm. and that's been brought to his attention by 
the producers of the shows that I have done there that have sold out that are, you know what I mean? Like I'm doing everything I can to just be like, this needs to be handled. And it's like the green room's inaccessible. The backstage is completely inaccessible. Like you want to say this is for comics. It's like, well, there are comics who use wheelchairs. There are comics who are disabled. I didn't realize, and it's obviously my naivety that that you could have a place that wasn't like I mean new places you know what I mean right. so they well, don't think, have to adhere to ADA but I think a lot of old, that right? is yeah because um, Dynasty is like that. it's something about the Hayworth building and it there's weird oh, things you know with what? grandfathering historic, in historic I know about this his, mm-hmm. historic designations they don't always have to comply if yeah. they do that historic designations don't have to comply and then okay so now here's the thing like something like the comedy store right mm-hmm. totally inaccessible the bathrooms are inaccessible the belly room's inaccessible I don't know if they have ramps to the main room or the OR, but yeah. the belly room is so inaccessible. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, so to much. go that into the means- to even get into the belly room, I have to go in through the main room, and they have to like open some weird door, and there's like a weird little ramp. But I don't know if they even have a stage to the. I truly don't know. Yeah, but and that's for audience as well. And that's so that's for audience. Yeah, that's- I don't even know if they have like a ramp to get on stage, but it's like the bathrooms completely inaccessible, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like. What am I going to do? Sue the comedy store? Right. right. Because the onus is like the way even with ADA law, like, okay, public buildings, right, from government need to be accessible. But if I go to a place that is not accessible, I have to like file a complaint, right? And then sue, like the onus is still on the private citizen right. to okay. take that action. And it's like, yeah, let me sue the comedy right. store. Which would then adversely, because you're not an yeah. audience member, it would adversely affect your career. 100%. You could win, you would never perform there I would again. never perform. And then it wouldn't just be that, it'd be everyone that heard about the crazy fucking disabled bitch right. yeah. sued the comedy store. Right. What are other like inconvenient, like, venues and stuff like that that you are are there like specific ones that you're like always our fucking problem well it's like i can't be in the green room at the improv because it's upstairs and they don't have an elevator mm. you know and, yeah. th- and that's also the thing it's not just even the getting on stage it's like the part of arguably like the one of the other most important parts is like the community right hanging out Absolutely. in the green room talking about oh you should do this show or talk to this book or like yeah. just like bonding and like you know the thing where it's like women are often left out of the boys club it's like, well I can't even be in the green room yeah. with everyone like all the other comments. So you're losing Absolutely. out on potential opportunities and potential connections mm-hmm. and all yeah. that stuff and even just basic friendships. Yeah. When you like are submitting a booking request or whatever do you mention or do you ask if it's like accessible or do you mention um, I mean it's not like they won't see your clip sure not yeah seen, I mean but. usually they if it's um out of town or like well if it's like a festival right if it's a festival usually festivals are a little more organized because they're like mass emailing people and like and they have like permits and shit they're yeah. like logistically kind of trying to figure yeah. out stuff so I always send them an email kind of after I'm accepted like please like, like just, uh, you know, I use a manual wheelchair. I cannot walk. Please let me know if you need to discuss accessibility in your venue. Um, Amazon and Home Depot have great ramps. I'm sure you can find one that works for your stage, but please reach out to me so that we can make sure everything is yeah. right. t- like clear. Yeah. And but it's the onus is still on me still, to be right. proactive. And usually in L.A., like I know most of the venues and I know kind of what the deal is, right. but usually um, 
you know, like people are starting to be a little more aware where they'll be like, oh, okay, just so you know, there's stairs or this, or I'm like, okay, well, if you have like three strong people, we can figure it out. It's like, you could get, like, I always say, I was like, you can give these links to the venue to buy a ramp so that they can have it so that other people who use wheelchairs can perform. Right, yeah. and because you're not just asking for you. It's yeah, like, it's yeah. like, it's I'm like, like, you can write this off. Like, yeah. it's a business. It's a legitimate business success. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you remember the time that we were like, Rachel Mack's old apartment in Pasadena? <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that fucking stairway that was like, mm-hmm. but do you remember like, after one of the Christmas parties, it was like me and my ex, mm-hmm. like the white dude that I used to date. Yeah, yeah. And we like, were... Um, helping you down but having a full argument with each other about something completely oh my <laughs> yeah, that was so funny yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and we were just like helping her down and and it was just something oh like it was just something about this like, is true acceptance this is true it's like we don't see disability well i was like i was i was like well because you had tone with me before and because that wasn't you always do that and you don't respect Dude, and we're just like write that her into down. a script because that is so funny just like, i actually yeah. i pitched something kind of similar to that <laughs> for that like uh yeah it's so funny yeah do people like i mean i would imagine and i'm sorry to be like 100 questions no, no, but yeah. i do because it is um i i mean just in knowing you and in general it's like we're all like considering like our privilege and shit you know what i mean and this yeah. is like such a um it's a thing where it's like it's easy to be like it's not that different because you know you're like sure but it's like no there there are fucking legit things that have yeah. you know it's like a a thing between acknowledging Mm -hmm. the challenges but of course like including you i don't know anyway but um well as i'm starting to like do like um i did like the cbs showcase and that was like in a theater theater like a 500 seat el portal theater Mm -hmm. and like the way the theater set up there's an entrance into the main theater but in order for me to get on stage i had to exit the building go around it there is a very steep ramp that goes down to the stage door so i needed assistance because i can't do that you know what i mean free fall down so it's like okay so i need assistance down the ramp now i'm on the stage but if i need to go to the bathroom where's the bathroom that's accessible in the main lobby. So now I got to get someone else to call someone to, but that kind of, it's like the, the, I guess like the lack of independence, right? Like, cause mm-hmm. I'm dependent now on someone and I have to like be like, can someone find a PA or, you know, where's the assistant to, or can, or like ask one of my castmates, you know, to yeah. help yeah. me do that. And then like even doing the show, it's like, because it was like a live stage show, we had like quick changes. And so when I have to change, I have to like use something to stabilize to like get on my knees from my wheelchair to then mm-hmm. like, I can't just like jump in a pair of slacks and yeah. pull them up or, right. you know what right. I mean? Yeah. So like having that assistance of someone who can just like help me get clothes on and off really quickly. Yeah. So I, yeah, like it's, yeah, it kind of got like, I was kind of starting to just get, a little sad like I mean everyone's really cool but it's yeah. like we're in a dressing room and like the dressing room's covered in everyone's stuff and it's like I just need a glass of water and the water is on the other side mm. and so now it's like I have to be like can someone bring me a glass of water you know yeah. and it's like I don't right. want I'm not trying to be a bitch or a diva it's just like yeah. literally yeah. me trying to get it yeah. will cause so many more problems yeah. and chaos yes. yeah do you ever um do you ever troll people Oh, just to make them like, I mean, they've ever like, like when people ask like what, like some people are, it happens less and less, 
but when people just like like an uber driver or something like that i always it's like what a hostage situation just oh, yeah. ask personal yeah. questions in a fucking lift or an uber yeah but when they go like what happened i'll just be like what, what? Oh, yeah. And they're like, no, but like, I'm like, but yeah. what? I like, I make them say yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm disabled or like, I use a wheelchair or like whatever yeah. kind of, you know, I'm like, but also I don't they want know. you to walk them through this stranger, like the story of what happened. Like, is that really what they're asking? They're usually asking like what happened? Like what, yeah. like, why are you disabled? Essentially yeah. they want me to explain my personhood or right, like my, right. like what, what are you doing existing? Yeah. Like, you're right, like, what's right, the right. deal with? What's yeah. the deal? Like, but yeah. why, but why? Right, are you ever, right. see, have you ever wanted to just tell them like, I mean, obviously it was very traumatic anyways, but a like deeply be like, I killed my husband and then <laughs> oh, like a really, I was like on the run and yeah. like unfortunate like a crazy narrative because he I wouldn't stop asking one. me questions yes yeah. he wouldn't stop me asking me what happened and then as yeah. I stood over him His bleeding with a knife yeah. in my hand I just could hear him say <laughs> what happened no I should do that I would I would I really think you should. I would I come should. up with the most horrifying. Thing. I'll do that. That'll be. I should try that. It's a great way because pe- I mean, people are so fucking and stupid, and it would make them so uncomfortable even more than they already were. Right. Yeah. It's great. When you started stand up, though, did the lack of accessibility to some venues? I know that LA is different than New York, mm-hmm. but did that deter you at any moment, or were you just kind of like gung ho, like I'll figure it out? I was just like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Because that's just like how I've had to be about It's, also, it's not that you're the navigating right. everything, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, because I lost my feet when I was 20. So I very much wanted to like keep up with all my friends who were still going out, partying, drinking. We're like young and in college. And so it was like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it right. out. Yeah. Like I just wanted to like be part of the group and join. And it's like most I mean, the fact of the matter is, yeah, most places aren't accessible. Like, you know, right. the post yeah. office, Cheesecake Factory, that's accessible. The DMV, who wants to go there? Right. Like, yeah. Um, so, that's a, so the more basic a restaurant the is, more basic. truly, like, because it's the more mm-hmm. corporate and stuff. Yeah. The yeah. There will be more accessible because that's a huge market. Like, yeah. the disabled population is about like 20 to 25% of the U, like, the population. Yeah. Wow. And the thing is, because that also includes like disabilities you can't see. So, like, mm-hmm. chronic illness, like autoimmune diseases, yeah. things like that. And it's not necessarily right. like mobile. Mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah 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 it could just be like you know you're very weak or like you or had some a brain need, injury or something yeah yeah mm-hmm. all kinds do you um but yeah no i mean yeah. yeah i just i just wanted to i was just so in love with like stand up yeah and i wanted to do it yeah and you are very like i've always since i've like met you just you're a very like naturally bright and but like very charismatic person who like honestly you you pull focus either way i mean i mean <laughs> then focus does that, no 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 i don't mean, um no i get it <laughs> no but you are you're just a you're a very um you're just a very like social you're an extrovert yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i feel like um well but something that just i don't know how you feel about this but sometimes i've noticed certain places that you'll do stand up right mm-hmm. no one will like just do the one extra thing of just like maybe you pulling you up the one step because sometimes it'll be in a bar and you'll be out of the light, right? Yeah. And it's like, but the stage is literally like not even, it's like a step. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, you know those yeah. bar stages? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a step. So it's just like, can someone just like pull, just pull her up to that one, one step that much, and yeah. then she'll be on. Does that, 
do do you even give a fuck about that anymore? Does it? Well, you know, open mics. I don't care right. like if I'm yeah. on the stage or not because it's like it's more about <laughs> let's get the fucking yeah. three minutes out, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But if it's a show, I'm like, oh, I will be on the stage. Got it. And if yeah, they're okay. like, well, liability, we can't help you or we don't have a ramp. I'm like, well, I want to be on the stage. Yeah. And they're like, well, well, no, we have this place for you in the front. I'm like, no, I will crawl on the stage and then carry my wheelchair. And it's like, no, I want to be on stage. Like, right. you didn't, yeah. like I'm telling you what I need. And like, OK, fine. You're not going to help me. Yeah. I'll show you. I mean, it's me basically putting my middle finger up at them. Like, yeah, I cannot this believe this wasn't that hard. It's a liability thing for someone to just pull you up. On it's the a stage. total liability. Well, um, venues treat it as liability because right. if one of their employees mm. injures themselves, they the employee could sue the um, the venue. Yeah. If I'm injured, I can sue the venue or the employee. Like it's at so the comedy hard, store, like, yeah. the comedy store, they like the employees on the clock are not allowed to help me with my wheelchair. It's so frustrating. Like, so when I go, I mean, thankfully, when I go, I know other people that are not, yeah. Working. Yeah, not yeah. working there. Yeah. I hate that there's all these legalities that like are somehow like supposed to protect, but they like prevent so much humanity. Like, I remember when they I worked do, yeah. at Disneyland, we weren't allowed to give anybody like a band aid or like a Tylenol if mm-hmm. they asked for it. If they were like, Hey, I have a killer head. I, yeah. Do you have a first aid kit? No, 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 no. Because yeah. if it fucking it's something like, happens, what if they have a heart disease and actually Tylenol is very bad for them? Or yeah, right. it's like so crazy. And I remember moms being like having like full migraine, like poor kid, like panicking. Oh, no. You know what I mean? And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, it was so shitty. I mean, like, there were liability issues when I worked at Starbucks in downtown where we were not allowed to give homeless people water because oh. they thought it would attract more people in which then could create like a conflict with the paying customers and then of course if something happened with like uh, someone who's like not mentally there but it felt truly evil to be like sorry I can't give you water I know you're just dying of thirst you know yeah. what I mean yeah. so employees would give them water but then they would get caught by the general manager who of course can see on the camera oh you guys are filmed at Starbucks oh yeah 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 it's totally corporate well, I would think this and then you go great. back into the computer which at the time when I was working at Starbucks, this was like 10 years ago, there was like a clock in at the computer and then you could see messages from your manager or general manager. And so of course, like I would always get messages being like, um, don't give water to people. We keep giving water wow, to people. Wow, stop yeah. being a decent human being. It's right, so but shitty. it takes away humanity of like, don't pull her up on the step because you may have a freak accident and fall on some shards of glass, you know what I yeah. mean? Or like, so you know what crazy. I mean? It's like, they're accounting for the most unlikely situations. Yeah. Instead of just, I, I know this And sounds- also too, it's like, I know what's going to be safe or unsafe. If the yeah. stairs are just right. too narrow and too steep, it's like, I'm not a psycho. It's right. like, yeah. and there's like, you know, people that are like not comfortable. It's like, I'll crawl to someone carry it. But it's like, right. yeah, two stairs up. We can right. do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 No, but it does. It just like you said, it just prevents people from being, humane you know what i mean instead of just crossing the bridge of the freak situation when Mm. it happens because those situations a lot of times it's like you're not going to really see them coming you know what i mean like yeah yeah. so do you um what danielle what made you start stand-up i started stand-up in august 2014 what made you start um so my best friend Madison Shepard, shout out also to Madison Shepard. Um, she was doing theater. She had like gone to conservatory in London. So she was doing like, Yeah, she was trying to do like Shakespeare in LA, mm. which why? So. <laughs> do Shakespeare and recite it. Yeah. <laughs> Get it. That's what that's what Shakespeare deserves. Shakespeare, Shakespeare in Canoga Park. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's true though. Shout out to Madison. I know, I'm sure. Or Shakespeare. Really the taming of the hyena. I'm like. I, <laughs> I did see Shakespeare in Moore Park. Did so you? yeah, the Ooh, Deep Valley. Deep yeah. Valley. Eight one eight. Shout out to the eight one eight. The yeah. Deep Valley depresses me because it's so deep. You know what I mean? It's, it's just like just strip malls and yeah. flat. Yeah. I do love park. I love parking. It like I mean, Katie. That's <laughs> well. That's how you know we're all from SoCal. Where we're like, well, the parking. No, I makes love it a, worth like it. I love a suburban errand. You know, because yeah. it's I like lo- you yeah. Can park. That's why I like going to Pasadena. Pasadena yeah. has parking. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. But so that's how you got so. But no, so Madison <laughs> was doing theater, and she was living in Hollywood, and her roommate at the time was a stand-up. Okay. So we started like going to his shows. Like we went to a like he did it now knowing a bringer show at the comedy store. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, this guy isn't funny. Like, oh. I am so much funnier than him. Yeah. I can do this. Why don't I do stand up? And I just texted her, like, I want to do stand up. How do we do stand up? And she was like, okay, um, let's take this class. And so we signed up for a class with Melinda Hill. Oh, okay. Yes, I know who Melinda <laughs> Hill is. <laughs> for the people that know, no. Yeah. And um, so the first day of class, everyone's like going around talking about why they're there. It was like Madison and these two other girls. And they're like, we're all actors. And we're just doing it for the resume, building our skills. So I'm like, I don't know. I think it's fun. But this seems fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone's being very serious about it. But she was like, you have to go to open mics. You have to go to open mics. She told us about the Comedy Bureau. And then that weekend, we went to Rock, Paper, Scissor. Oh. Or Rock, Paper. Really? That was your first open mic? Wow. That was my first open mic go? on Saturday. Madison signed us up. I was so nervous. I was like, yeah. she like called me up. She's like, okay, we're going to open mic. I'm like, oh, yes. Ooh, okay, we're going to watch. She's like, no, bitch, we're going <gasps> to fucking mic. And I'm like, oh. And she wrote her name before mine because I was so nervous. But that's a true friend. Yeah, yeah. She, I always she took Jonathan's name out actually, and then, <laughs> yes. I, and then replace it. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny French will be reading yes. for the part of <laughs> Jonathan said the route. That's so crazy. You went to Rock Paper. My wow. first open mic was I think just Brad Solnitzer across the was way. There, maybe. Oh wow! Really? I don't know. If, actually, I don't know if Brad was. But the host. I don't know. I haven't seen the host since that mic, or like he would. I would see him at that mic. Open mic hoster. They're either comics you know or they're comics you'll never see again. Yeah. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. No, but my first one, my Sunset Grill, right, literally right across the tiny little what? street from Rock Paper. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God! So yeah, it was Saturday. Yeah. It was like the it was like the four p.m. or five p.m. and I I know I just started talking about like dating in my life or whatever, and people laughed, and I was like, I want this fucking feeling forever. Yeah. Like it was just, it felt good and then we were like we gotta do another one we gotta do another one so we went immediately we looked on the comedy bureau we're like the lexington okay let's go to the lexington <laughs> just ruined all the good energy of like rock paper we go to the lexington and we were like oh we're here oh early God. we're gonna be great we're getting tall cans we go to put our names on the list number 24 and 25 oh and yeah. if you, got, you guys and don't know the lexington is um was. is dead <laughs> yeah and it was hell yeah. it had been hell for it had been dead for many years but yes. um but also shout out to it the shout out to the been a cool yeah. bar it could have oh i know a comic. that kind of was a cool space you know i know a comic who accidentally filmed a murder there <laughs> Wait, so like their their cell phone is evidence so there was a yeah and so there was a there was a fight and then the fellows were fighting outside and he went out just to be a little little um you know little, little cheese man yeah little little on the ground. filmed it one dude shot the other oh my god wow. and then they came back and then he he was the, the comic i'm talking about was like I don't want to go to court, man. Can you just take my phone? And then the cop was like, okay. Oh my God. 
<laughs> it's right off Skid Row, guys. It's, yeah, it and is the Lexington is where Miss Alexis Arquette. Oh, Jonathan has um, <gasps> threw stuff at me while Wait. I was doing stand up. On a show? I know oh, it was a mic. <gasps> she was just was an audience member, and she, she had an, an invited guest. It was John Silver and Ryan Pfeiffer's mic. Remember? Oh and God! Yes. Yeah. So she, I, I walk in, and there is this table with a red cloth set up right at the lip of the like stage mm-hmm. like this was actually when they didn't have the big elevated stage it was like a little like um uh i don't know like a little like, like a platform a, a like it just pallet, a little raised a, a yeah, pallet, pallet, yeah yeah um so i was like who is this <laughs> lady this like drag queen i thought you know because oh i didn't like God. i didn't really know like about trans sure, at yeah. the time you know yeah. and so um, she just kept heckling everyone and oh, no. I was like bitch this is a mic that we all had to pay for <laughs> it's four minutes so I go up and I just like start ripping into her and I start to kill yes oh. ooh killing at the Lexington yes. does feel real good though so good oh, it's also the most impossible room to <laughs> well I killed kill because in, I yeah. was like oh I'm just gonna say what everyone's thinking about this fucking person like interrupting us <laughs> and oh she God. reacted by standing up and saying you fucking faglet you fucking <laughs> dicklet you fucking little dick piece of shit and then she like took off all her like shoes like her and she threw her shoes at me so took now off she's her barefoot and the lexington honey yes trying to get big TV. chunky jewelry throwing it at me i'm dodging i oh. didn't get hit by anything okay and the, way, the goddess spirit was with you oh yeah i was literally and then at so, now it's like my four minute set is a nine minute true. set yeah it's nine minutes. And so I can't recover at this point because my killing was then overpowered by her pure rage. And it was just her just constantly talking and yelling. So I couldn't even. And then at one point, like John Silver, or no, I think it's Ryan Pfeiffer had to come up and be like, I'm so sorry, Jonathan. Like your time is like way up. And he's like, and he's like, but I know it's like, this was a crazy situation. And everyone was like booing her and telling her to go home. And oh I got God. off. Yeah. And then of course, like, Mike after Mike after went after that. Everyone's like, heard Alexa Arquette ripped you new and a good Lexington. In my mind, when you describe her starting to take off her chunky jewelry yeah. and throw it, it's like in my mind, it's like a um, it's like a gay matrix where yeah. you're like doing that slow mo as like a it was well, it was, was right like a yeah a clear yes. resin bracelet yes. flies at yeah. your face and you just move to the side. Yeah. No, it was like that, oh but also God. so that's so wait a minute, that's David Arquette's sister who sister. passed yeah oh she peace. died she, she passed yeah. so when i heard oh, that she died i was like r.i.p did you share your story <laughs> no because i was like you know what it'll this will just be between me and alexis and now the sluts who listen to our podcast and, and so. in her memory we just want to say yeah you know i mean in her memory i'm, I'm honored to have been her enemy yes. so yeah <laughs> enemy to all the great a formidable yes. opponent yes. Formidable. <laughs> that's I do love that about like when a open mic goes terribly like off the rails how the the host never intervenes like absolutely they're like they got it they're gonna figure it out we went to a crazy the brewery show in Riverside you me and Chris oh my god we went to this brewery show and Oof. oh my god it what was, a way to make 50 bucks let me oh, tell you wow wow so we were there it was still the funniest thing i mean we mm. were you and i were like clutching each other dying laughing because it was so crazy so chris is so there's like this chick who's super drunk and it's also like a show like it's on the patio there it's an ambush it's show, a brewery kind of. and it's also redland so it's, it's redland. yeah it's a lot yeah. there's a lot of factors yeah. here yeah. um so a lot of people go up blah, blah, blah. chris goes up and sh- she's really really drunk and she <gasps> he was talking this. about pit bulls and people who own pit bulls <laughs> and she saw red and she 
lost her she like wasn't she wasn't listening to the joke she just heard that part and him shitting on people who own pit bulls whatever. <laughs> and she it's a was, very great joke she was like livid screaming and like in his face and he was so calm he was so i saw him he literally clutch that he like leaned back a little did. bit he clutched a beer and i'm like chris is red he was yes. he like, was chris is not playing and she was yeah. crazy and we were and he was like kind of like at first like kind of talking shit with her like whatever mm-hmm. and then she was like freaking and he like yeah he like had the beer and we were like waiting for like dude is security gonna come like someone is, is these large white white viking men of the redlands gonna come or wherever we were um and she ultimately they ended up like shutting the show down like in the middle of chris's set because she was so wild and uh my favorite part so finally they come get her her friends are trying to get her out she's like ballistic she's like jerry springer ballistic oh yeah and the best part is like they drag her out of the brewery literally it's like three people in my mind i think it was the the bouncer like literally holding her and her friend opens the door of an suv and pushes her friend in right and like slams the door shut right like to get this like wild person in okay yeah and then the best part is while everybody else is like walking back around the car she kicks out the door on the other side of the yes. TV and escapes and hops back out and then comes and hops the gate i believe because we were out we were on a patio oh. so we're outdoors on a patio that's like elevated from the street so yeah. now she's like she is like walking back dead in. but the hilarious part is like as soon as they shut the door and walk around she kicks out the other side and escapes <laughs> screaming crazy like we were literally like what she was like true walking dead Danielle, were you Straight laughing? Up. Or I were was you dying. I kept being like, "Wow, I didn't know I had to come all the way to Redlands <laughs> to watch like um fucking uh uh Jesus, what's the world star? <laughs> yeah, world star. <laughs> it was, it was, I was it was very world, it was star. world star. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and it like shut down. Like yeah, Chris, it was just everything was just like yeah. Shut it was down, like, can we just go now? Wow. <laughs> like, it was so crazy. Seems... And the funny thing is, I think on the drive there we had been talking about the craziest shit we'd seen it or experienced at shows. Oh yeah, it oh. was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to the IE. The IE and always per- delivers. Always delivers. Truly. Okay, but you went to the Lexington. Yes, <laughs> I bet I you were twenty four and twenty five. Twenty. I, oh yeah, twenty four and twenty five at the Lexington. Was real excited. Drank my tall can, and I mean that was. I remember. I'm seeing everyone go up. I saw like Paige Weldon for the first time there, and I was like so fucking funny. She did her like joke about reading in a coffee shop. I'm like, still one of my fave jokes. Um, I had seen Rachel Mack perform at Chatterbox before. And I was like, oh my God, it's the girl from the Chatterbox. I was like, yeah. it was all so new to me. I was like, oh my God, she's here. Like, yeah. I'm. these are real comedians. Yeah. <laughs> and I went up and had a bad set. Mm-hmm. I was like the adrenaline mixed with like a tall can like it's not that i don't have a tall like tolerance but everything being so new i just was like uh out of it a little bit and uh i just i did it and it wasn't great but i had so much fun i was like i want to just keep like i want to get better i want to be as funny as that rachel girl like yeah yeah that's how you know like that you're gonna like always do it i think because like my first set everyone always says like oh if your first set goes well that's how you know it's like no no no. no. my first set actually went really bad and the first thing i thought when i got back onto sunset boulevard is i can't wait to do that again and it didn't go well it was i think it was Jamar Neighbors, Jessica Michelle oh Singleton, <laughs> and Brian Day, pity laughing, and oh. and and um a bunch of comics like out on the patio smoking and not watching. It was oh, bad. It was bad. Remember, it was bad. Do you remember? Do you remember one of the first jo- like the first jokes? Oh yeah, I have. I I'm I know I have for sure. I'm like 
one of my old iPhones, like the audio recording. Because that's one thing Melinda Hill said. She's like, voice memo all your sets and listen yeah. back to Shout them. out to Melinda. Shout yeah. out to Melinda Hill. Let me tell you, yeah, I have pretty much like, for the most part, like every, yeah, every, like of, at least voice memo of every, every yeah. um, set I've ever done. But I have the first tape, like I, or I watched the first tape that I submitted to festivals. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. It's, it's I'm like, crazy how, how you, did anyone think this was good? Yeah, it's yeah. so <laughs> crazy how you like, you just have this like ignorant. It's just wild. Yeah, yeah but you kind of have to have it or else yeah. you wouldn't D- do delusion. anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I felt like I had like a self-esteem issue for a long time where I would like not ask to be on anything, not submit to be on anything. And then like Guy Brennan had to be like, you have to ask even if you don't think that you're ready because you're never going to like be ready until you're ready. Mm-hmm. It's like a weird catch 22. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like you're always, whatever I think level, like even now you're at a much higher echelon. It's like, I feel like it's like you just have to keep going for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what if you get a movie tomorrow? Like, are you gonna feel like, oh yeah, I'm ready to start in a movie? No, it's like, I'm gonna be shared but shitless, but I'm gonna do, do it. it. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're either gonna do it or not. I think like Madison for sure, like because she comes on like from like the theater background yeah. and always want to be an actress. She was like, okay, we're comics now. No aspiring comics. We're comics. No fangirling out. Like these are your peers. Mm. Right. Like I think like having that kind of like person by my side to kind of guide me through this help me approach it as like okay this is what we do now we go to open mics and like you have to ask to be on shows like that's just part of the work right Right. so you're i mean i mean i was totally insane like asking for the first the one of the the first show to book me that I like asked to be on in the he's like you're booked I'm great I'm like how many minutes am I doing I'm like you know such a just a total yeah. newbie yeah and he's like seven and it's like that's a, very much a like we're testing you out right. and I was like seven and so I went to like Cafe Tropical to like work out the full yes. seven because right, I'd right, never right. done yeah I'd done three minute chunks but not all together yeah. <laughs> and it's like you think you have like you think you have ten and it's like you actually have three like right. when you, you know yeah and then I invited everyone and my mom to that show packed out the room he was like thank you for bringing oh, everyone I'm, to oh, I'm my sure show. he loved it <laughs> and then it was like mm-hmm. And it was fun, and it, and yeah. I and I did fine. I'm sure, you know, if yeah. I'm sure if I listen to that set now, yeah. I'd be like, oh my god. But it was like, it was like, okay, she's she's not she's not yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Akbar is honestly a pretty fun venue. I've only had one bad show at Akbar, but most of the time, I feel like it's a fun venue. It's, it's not fun. like lit a yeah. lot, but it's still it's like fun. You it's know fun. what I mean? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I've never had like oh, I've never felt bad about a set there. I felt bad, but it was like I don't blame myself. Oh. because it was on everyone a everyone else is complicit because everyone else is complicit they in my failure you. no no um i blame it because it was what i call a straight night at akbar which oh, like yeah. for some reason everyone mm-hmm. there is straight i was like okay <sighs> i yeah. know it's like okay time. allies we get it like please stop Take i it saw over. i saw four couples same what? night on a date at akbar which is like that's... You, you can go on a date at a gay bar that's fine but like not all of you do you that's know what i mean lot. that's a lot remember i think it was your birthday last year when we went to go dancing and they were playing blink 182 and we were like Why? remember it was no it was pride because your birthday is always pride weekend yes and i remember we were i was literally like 
this is a hate crime. <laughs> no, Why would you that do was this? Sec- so homophobic. At Pride. At Pride. During Pride. And that was the second time that ever happened to me at Akbar, and I literally just walked off the dance floor. <laughs> so now I don't go to Akbar as much to dance, although I did do drag for the first time at Akbar. Oh, Halloween. you did? I did drag, yeah. Yes. Oh my God. What is your drag name? Well, I didn't come up with a drag name. I just went as a gypsy fortune teller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Which. I don't she will know, read your white? she'll read your hands, your palms, and your soul. I think they're yes. technically the Romani people, and we're not yeah. supposed to call them gypsies. We're not. Yeah, that, we I not? mean, yeah, but but no, but I'm asking <laughs> if gypsies are white, then I can't oppress them. So you know <laughs> systematically, yeah. not possible. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, I need to know if you're white, so if I know if I can appropriate Sir, your culture. I need culture to know if you're white. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now, so now you said you've been doing stamps six years. You said it, it'll be six years in August. Yeah, that's so, crazy. I met you your first year then because I've been in LA yeah. six years now. Oh yay! Yeah, because yeah. oh, you moved from the OC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you feel now in terms of like? Because you've had like TV spots, very notably The Price is Right. Oh also, my Jimmy God. Kimmel. How could we not even mention? Which. Okay, we have Be real. How did you guys been... feel about The Price is Right? Because I feel I like The Price is Right. I feel like. It was a viral thing. I feel like that put like a happen. bullet on, or not a bullet <gasps> on my head, but like a target where it's like, everyone's going to hate me now. No, oh, I felt like that was a viral. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, that was okay, a so viral tell, video meant to happen. Oh you yeah. Know what I mean? Oh yeah. People, you can't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell the people what happened. Truly. You really cannot even plan this, but so Wendy Starling, great comic. Uh, she was based in LA, but she was like next leveling moving to New York. Yeah. So she got, she invited a bunch of comics to go with her to a price is right taping. And I go, I get there. I get there late. I'm like telling the like the security guard, I'm like, oh, my friends are waiting for me in line. And they're like, all right, we'll let her through. So I get in line. I meet up with them. And um, I was a first name called down to contestants row. And it was the last game to get onto the stage. We had to play it two times because everyone overbid. And I won a treadmill and a walk-in sauna. And the clip is incredible. So, yeah. I mean, the audience went bananas and the internet fucking exploded. Oh, so, the internet was like... I was trending was on Facebook, yes. Twitter, and Reddit. Like, so, number one. Yeah. On like, what everything. was going through... So, okay, you're sitting there. You know, you... like. You're sitting there and he tells, and his fa- he was like trying not to, Drew Carey, right? Yeah. Was yeah. trying not to acknowledge. Yeah. Drew Carey was trying to act like he, like business as usual. Yes. Everyone was acting yes. like it was business as usual. And I found out later that um, he thought everyone was playing a joke on him. <gasps> and that's why he didn't want to give them anything. He is so self-centered. Oh, He thought my. people were fucking punking him because it's like you had her come down first she's the last one up do you know what i mean it's like you can't even script that right so he thought everyone was trying to fuck with him so he was like not trying to give anyone anything but i'm looking at that treadmill walking son i'm like um i mean i mean i was just like losing my i was there's such dumb prizes did you immediately did you immediately clock it or were you just kind of like cool like whatever because i feel like i'd be kind of so like uh i was the whole thing is like it's they you know they take away your food and water and your cell phone and they keep you in line for hours and then you're in a studio the studio is very tiny it looks very big on tv but it's tiny and there's no windows and they're just playing like black eyed peas from like 10 years ago like it's very much like a it's, psychotic it's kind of breaking of it, take literally away your food like and water they don't allow you to have access to any 
You know what they I mean? It's like you like can't. You're hungry. Animals. You get there at nine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And we're there yeah. until like two. Yeah. Wow. You know? Yeah. So it's just you start to kind of lose it and they want you to just be insane. They want you. Yeah. They want like the person that like dances down the aisle and does the fucking worm because he's winning a toaster. Like yeah. just so I'm like. I'm like aware that they want me to be very excited, but they are such dumb prizes. I'm like, the models are so pretty. Yeah. I'm like, it's literally like, I don't know what you want, but like these, the announcer says treadmill and then he gets to walk in sauna and like his voice just goes like he whispers it. And like the audience was like, Oh, like, yeah. and then like Wendy is dying oh, like Wendy is fully laughing yeah. you and from what I recall from the clip you just look excited you're just like what I'm just like, yeah I'm just like ah. there, there, there's yeah. one screenshot though that I have that I framed because yeah. I'm I'm just it's me trying to figure out what to do in all of this yeah. trying yes. to find my light give the right emotion <laughs> I look horrified and my hand is like pushing back my hair yes. and I'm just like <laughs> no that and that is what was going viral on Twitter that, that is how yeah. I saw it it was the it was the script it was the meme right yeah of you being like like that you know what i mean and it's just this kind of like like what the fuck confused yeah. face while like a frenzy like people are like like going on behind you it was crazy but like that did lead to you getting on jimmy kimmel yeah yeah i got so, but really quick to go back okay so when when that happened what was your first like oh shit this is viral well okay so when it went okay because the thing is you tape it like it, well, we taped in March and it didn't air until May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Okay. So Racist. I kind of was honestly like the highlight was not going to be the prices right for me. I was yeah. like, I got dick. I got a fucking PBR can size fucking dick. Really? I had dropped him off at like his apartment and I was driving back home and Madison calls me. She's like, my cousin just saw you on the prices, right? I was like, Oh, I forgot that's airing today. And then I'm like calling up my roommate, like, Oh my God, record it, put it on. And so I'm like, am I going to make it in time? Because like East coast and West coast. Yeah, feed, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. By the time I was watching it on TV, it was already getting around wow. because oh all God. of the East Coast and Central Time was watching it just like, and I didn't realize the fandom of The Price is Right is like, oh, that's true. it runs yeah. deep. It's yeah. like yeah. generational and people yeah. fuck with it hard. So I watched it and I took videos. I took like a screen cap of my face. Yeah. And then I like put out a tweet like when you win a treadmill on the Price is Right but don't have feet. Yeah. Yeah. And and then I and then I looked at my phone and was like, oh my god! Like I was getting crazy phone calls and texts. Like my friend called me from Macedonia. Like, how you fucking find out about this in Macedonia? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, was it from your own? Tweet? It was. It was like the internet was already doing its yeah, thing, and okay. then I logged on, and then I saw it, and then I started participating. So okay. like, of people course, yeah. were like, "Oh my god, I feel bad for him." I'm like, "Don't feel bad. I'm popping wheelies." Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, bitch, I was on TV. Like, just yeah. like I was just like, you know, clapping back at people and like having fun and like making a joke out of it. Yeah, right, and right. so that kind of like fed into it. Sure. Like, and yeah. And thankfully, this was I think a, like a little bit before everyone was so like. Cancel culture. Yes. Cancel crazy. Oh, that's true. That's like, yes, true. we should cancel people, but there are mm. also sometimes I feel like people who are just like rabidly waiting to cancel anyone. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Yeah. So it was like, it was like a, it was like when the internet was a little more joyful. Yeah. yeah. You could all just have a good laugh, a little ha ha. Yeah. And yeah. then you went on Kimmel and you run a cruise. <laughs> I went on Kimmel. That was so, that was like super surreal because like it was all happening. I was like, what? My phone was blowing up. And like the Kimmel producers called me very quickly, like yeah. after like it kind of aired. 
And I was like, okay. And I talked to their producer and they were like, okay, tomorrow um, we tape at five, just be here at four. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then everything, like People Magazine called me and I already had a phone call with People Magazine. So So then like BBC called, no, no, like CNN called. I already had a phone call with CNN. And then like, then CBS, who like owns Prices, right? Like the network was like, yeah. so your episode's just like getting a lot of attention. And we just like, you know, want to let you know we're here if you need help with anything. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm on, I'm like in People Magazine. I was like, fucking psychotic. They were just like for like moral support, like thinking or something. Or I don't, like, I don't know what they were. I think just they like were not, just touching base with you, like, hey, you're not going to sue us or something. Basically, oh, I think because okay. they were, and this was very much like, the only article or thing that Drew Carey shared was like an article called why she had to win the treadmill. Basically like the price is right is not evil because there were people being like, why did you guys do that? You set her up and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I wasn't really looking at a lot of that, but like there were people that were like, that's mean and how dare you. And so they're in their mind. They, they really did not for them. I think they truly thought, thought, thought it was an embarrassment. Got it. Got it. And they wanted it to go away. Yeah. So then you're all, um, it's my new credit. Thank you. I know. I'm like, thank you. You know, I've been on TV. Wow. Thank you. I'm, I'm loving this. And then very late at night, they were like, Hey, um, can you do this like interview tomorrow morning? Like at our news station? I'm like, Oh, okay, Sure. So I do that, and then we finish with that, and then the woman goes, um, oh, can you do Corden? I'm like, oh, yeah, great. I'm like, when is it? She's like, tonight. I was like, oh, I'm doing Kimmel. Her face. <laughs> she was unhappy. What? She just looked at me like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, what are you supposed to do? I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm like oh, but I would love to do Corden. Yeah. She's like, she, like, she was like, hold. And then she like walked away. And she came back. Like she walked away. She like texted. She came back. She's like, so you know, the Price is Right is CBS and Corden CBS. And we really want to like keep it in the family and stuff. And I just looked at her and I'm like, I'm a stand up comedian being asked to go on Kimmel. Good for you. Good. Like yeah. I just, I was like, yeah, yeah. And then she like still wasn't like hearing me. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was still kind of like, no, you're gonna do what I say. And I was like, they announced me on the show yesterday. Yeah. Nice. And then, and like Kimmel yeah. did that on purpose. Of course. A 100. Also, I mean, they locked me in so fast. The late night wars are so vicious. Also, Straight Gordon up. wasn't, um, he didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't having standups. Yeah. He wasn't, it was yeah. so new. It was just like, yeah. yeah. What was this? No one, yeah. 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 So, no, but what I do remember from your Kimmel interview is you were in a sparkly dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did not provide hair, makeup, or wardrobe. They just said, be there at four. We shoot at five and I was like that because it was all that day. Right. So I had had those interviews in the morning and then this woman having this confrontation with this PR woman. And then it was like, we got to, okay, I got to get a blowout and my eyebrows, I need two eyebrows and like, we need to figure out hair. So it was just like, cause we have to be in Hollywood at four now, you know, and it's already now noon and to do all those things. Like I literally went to get my eyebrows done and like while I was getting my eyebrows done was like doing an interview with like Refinery29 on the phone. It was That's so pretty crazy. Extra. You're was, like, I'm on a press tour I, for my new movie. You're like, I'm living my LA <laughs> dream. It truly was. I was it like, was this hilarious. is bananas. But you said in your Kimmel interview, you said because we went there because we were comedians and you kind of went through abbreviated, but like yeah. of why you guys were there like because Wendy was leaving. Yeah. And um, that was important because, and I'm not sure if like you meant that, but like you did say like, oh, 
comedian, there are comedians who are in wheelchairs and you were like literally in a sparkly dress on Kimmel on ABC yeah. in a wheelchair being like, we're comedians. And I do remember Kimmel kind of being like, like sure. oh, you're comedians. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Being like, as if you had just come up with that right yeah. right yeah. before you went on. Like, yeah. let's say we're comedians. Yeah. You know what I mean? I kept, I, I, tr- I kept telling the, pr- I'm like, oh, I'm, a, I'm a comedian, I'm a stand up. And they were like, sure. Like, yeah. right. I mean, because also at that time, it's like I'd been doing comedy for what, like six months. Like I didn't have an internet presence like i yeah. didn't I really i didn't have even like a video on youtube you know yeah but you had a phone memo <laughs> your voice memo <laughs> i had voice i know it's like yeah. i can send you some voice memos yeah. but i mean yeah. yeah and i don't know maybe that i think it it all kind of worked out the way it needed to but yeah most importantly you got a cruise out of it i got a cruise did you go i never went on it where was it what? to okay Bitch, I didn't know you love a cruise. I just literally... We're well, in the time of corona. No, like, I know, but... about a no, cruise. What I like... But, Katie has... I have very strong feelings about money and spending free shit. Oh, I mean, okay. But where was it to? Because if it wasn't that good... It was to the Caribbean. Oh, that's Which nice. is nice. Okay. I, I'm not okay. a monster. Okay. I told my Nana. Uh-huh. She's like, where did you get the cruise? I was like, to the Caribbean. She's like, I've already been there. <laughs> <laughs> What She's like, diva. I love that island. Yes, I was like, yeah. wow, Nana, gratitude isn't your gift. Yeah. Um, what? You didn't use it? It was, it was, I don't know. It was like a real whirlwind Jane. year. Okay, okay. I, it was a lot of yeah. like. Is it expired? I want you to take I mean, it. Katie, but Katie. also look at this house. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like cruise or like. just this. Also, this, this could be Puerto Vallarta. I know, you know what I mean? True. Yeah, I think the crew, like. And also, cruises can be janky. I get it. No, I mean, it was for sure a nice cruise. It was the kind of thing of like, I got a cruise. cruise. Here's the thing. And I couldn't tell him this. And I know that he was, because he did a whole bit where he's like, oh, we're going to ask you to play a game. And he made me guess the price of peanut butter. And he was like, it doesn't matter. You win. Wheelchair accessible cruise. Wheelchair accessible this, that. Like the joke was like wheelchair accessible. And it was great. I hate cruises. Like actually do not like that i i can understand (laughs) why because you're trapped um it's not the trap thing they are essentially like vegas hotels on water water, and i don't like i don't care for that i don't like not knowing what time it is i don't like having to use an elevator having to fight for an elevator with old people i don't i don't want that much access to a buffet i don't want it just i I do get that can you (sighs) sell it can we flip this? I'd love to help you. <laughs> help me with my cruise. I can't help you make money. Like off if the you could have sold it. I don't I We're talking about five years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, like it's for they, sure. They don't expire. I don't, <laughs> they, I mean, I, I got some sort of letter being like, you have until a year of this letter to use it. And okay. then I just, yeah, I was also not opening up mail at the time. I was, <laughs> there was a lot going on. Okay. There's a lot. Fine. Yeah. That's fine. But I didn't get, the cre- and also the credit is what's worth everything. I, I uh, they finally well, I mean, well, uh, that's the that's the treadmill. What is? It's underneath all that stuff. You still have it? It's you, in a box. You actually won it. They sent, they it, sent it to you. It, basically, you get the prize or you get nothing. So I was like, I'll take it. Did you? So I, my dream is to okay. have like some sort of like fundraiser show. Okay, that's great. invite Kimmel, yeah. Andrew, yeah. Carrie, and we <laughs> have auction <makeup>. off <laughs> this treadmill. So honestly, the more I hang on to it, the more money we'll be able to yeah. raise because I'll is, be more of a name, maybe. Yeah, that is I <laughs> hopefully. You can yeah. It. yeah, I thought in my mind, I thought you were gonna be like, oh, I want to wait till it's like in your like 
you know, you're like super mansion and then it's like you make it into a fountain or something. Oh my God. I mean, also that, or that could happen. Yeah. Or make so, it gold. I wanted to cast it in bronze. Bronze is very expensive though. It's, I love a DIY. I can help you. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's the box underneath all of that That stuff. is no, so but funny. But here's what I want to know. Here's okay. the most important thing to get out of this. Mm. The follower count. Did you get a huge increase in followers? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I my tweets do not go viral at the rate you need them to in order to like have followers. But I pretty much, I mean, the only reason I'm close to like 10,000 followers is because of it. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, That's like great. a beautiful kickstart to like, okay, yeah, comedy very career. Much. You know what I mean? And then when I found out that you could like, when they rolled out Twitter verification, oh, yeah. and I was like, oh, we can ask to be verified. I filled that out right away. Really, they just asked for three articles that prove that you're like a person. Oh. So I was like, bitch is viral. And I got verified. That's, <laughs> That's amazing. So. I love this. Is, this is really a, a Cinderella story. I really yeah. just. Of social media. I took it and viral. ran. Yeah. Virality. Yeah. That is crazy. That's yeah. amazing. How funny. So. But you still never took the Chris. That's okay. Katie's taking this I real Katie hard. really um, Katie are you booking cruises now that coronavirus it, has made them very, very frugal I did consider it but I'm I'm just very frugal I no it's it's frugality and it's fuck the system take everything you can from sure, it sure okay I'm like I'm like a blood I'm a, a vicious capitalist do you clean out green rooms when sometimes you- I'll take a, <laughs> I'll take a snack am I at my job, they would make fun of me because I would always just like, like a little um, mouse. I would just like hoard everything. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, you know who's not hungry on their drive home? Me. <laughs> yeah. So fuck also, got snacks. my boyfriend woke up today and was like, there's flights to Europe for $300 right now. I'm no. like, yes. <gasps> yes. Which it's like, I mean, you know, no, absolutely not. I know you guys, the devil. Stop. Okay, but I think I've already had the coronavirus. <laughs> I mean, bro- you're probably immune. You're like, I've been vaccinated. No, I, <laughs> no, I I've been vaccinated are... since that sample bottle got lodged in yes. my ass. I am, I am also blood immune to varicella, so I can't get like Wait, What is varicella? Pox. Oh, what? Yeah, it's the thing that How causes chickasaw. Because they, when I worked at Children's Hospital of LA, they had to draw my blood because you have to get vaccinated. It's like a six month oh, boarding right. Oh yeah, because you're around so many yeah. sick kids. Uh, sick kids. Yeah. So they were like, oh, you don't need to get any of those vaccines because you're immune to the pox viruses. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Yeah. Mess Imagine so knowing that. I know. <laughs> I don't know why. It's in his blood. No, yeah. really. Wow, that's interesting. I don't know. I'm going to be real. I'm I'm a little, I'm not scared of Corona, but I don't want to meet her. No. I am asthmatic. I had pneumonia oh, yeah. as a child. I've had pneumonia in the last, twice in the last yes. three years. So that's why you went to a hospital in New York. I, right? Like when I got like, sick or have the flu like it very easy like i i I had a lot of bronchial infections Mm. growing up yeah and because like from the accident um when i was trying to use prosthetics afterwards i got like two staph infections where i had to be hospitalized (gasps) like like straight up on iv like hardcore antibiotics for like a week you know and it's like nothing will fuck with so because of that my immune system like kind of really overreacts sometimes to stuff so no, it's best mm. to stay off those. I really do want to stay away yeah. from Corona. Yeah, <laughs> and, and even before coronavirus, I mean, just like you said, you were getting um, pneumonia in New York and yeah. stuff like that. And I got. So- I had pneumonia over New Year's. Like literally, that's what I did on New Year's. I, I think you were tweeting pneumonia. from the hospital. I remember yeah. seeing that. <laughs> I mean, it is probably fully um, all the dirty mics. I mean, you know what oh, I mean, like. Uh, but also, here's truly. the thing about like everyone kind of being like, "No, don't touch me. I'm sick," or staying home. It's like. Because, like, our culture is so, like, 
work, 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 work. Nothing stops. We can't take breaks. We're constantly just treating symptoms Mm -hmm. instead of treating our illness. So it's like, well, I'm taking Theraflu and I'm taking all this cold medicine and just to get through the day, but fully just being sick. Yeah. Spreading it around. Right. I live near like Hospital Mile where there's like nine hospitals. We both do. Yeah, we live two blocks away. It's like, where's Hospital Mile? Well, it's Kaiser Children's Hospital. Oh, is like by the clubhouse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just pure. Yeah hospitals and Kaiser was what it is where I spent a year when I couldn't walk when imagine if I always brought that up when I saw you I too for a year could not walk I would um. love I would honestly love it if you just bring it up to people we don't know yes. <laughs> and I always work you into the story and everyone's like okay that's not yeah. the same thing but do people ever thing. get do ever like people ever get competitive or like try to say shit like that um, or try to be oppress- like up- oppression or dis- disability of, compa- blend- competition yes, yeah. yeah or are they like I either they're like yes I know what that's like or are they like mm, mine's kind of worse because blah 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 like oh my god has that ever happened I wish well there was this one woman I went oh my god when I like first um, lost my feet like my parents were like very into trying to get me to go to like disability support groups and I'm shit sure, but yeah. I was just so mad like I did yeah. not want to participate in any of that but i went to one and it was like it's a lot of veterans number one mm. it's a lot of older people lose limbs to diabetes whatever mm. there's this one bitch who like lost her thumb and was like why are you here <laughs> it's like no read the room honey <laughs> she's yeah, just like do a holding up that. her thing like it's so funny she's like i can't even reach for this i can't even she's yeah. like holding a pbr is so different now <laughs> hand jobs i can't please I my can't, boyfriend anymore yeah, hand jobs don't know her yeah. that yeah you should do a bit about that oh my god it was so, it was so surreal it was but i was so mad i could not even enjoy right. it you know what i and mean was she yeah. full, like monologuing like full yeah. Uh, yeah it was just yeah you better have lost all your fingers right yeah. i know. know don't come to me with four digits left yes. i want to yeah. see i want to see just full arm nub yeah okay just uh yeah oh i did i did I, oh my god i went to this summer camp with this kid who was born with this disability where he was born with no uh leg below the knee okay mm-hmm. and then was born with his hands that were fused together in this like meat like meat a finger like a flipper almost yes exactly yeah. and then the other one was like a double flipper it was like it was mm-hmm. like two pronged two and it was like very like like meaty and that's just how he was born did you guys call him meaty okay <laughs> no but he now that i think of it it's like they were kind of meaty those flippers were meaty you know you know what he's like i'm always giving the shot yeah. <laughs> it's like oh oh my you remember God. benson oh yeah he was kind of he was a little he would get a little a little a little like well Danielle's not the only disabled yeah, comic. A little competitive. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Wait, do you have a, is there like a disabled comic like Facebook group oh, yeah. or community or anything like that? There's not a disabled comic Facebook group, but there are some like, like disabled like actors or entertainers. Mm. The thing about, it's just not everyone's online in the same way. Do you know what I mean? And um followers <laughs> no, no but like you know what i mean like we're all very literate with twitter and we know like if yeah. we're adding someone we just add that person and not everyone in the you know what oh, i mean right, that right, kind right. of so thing like you're just getting a lot of notifications yeah of just stuff that it's like 
okay who's this for yeah, yeah you know right. um it's it's all just kind of really disorganized yeah it's kind of like being part of the portland comic group <laughs> which i had to yeah leave because it it's kind of like um, i didn't know that you actually read the notifications for that jonathan that it, no it keeps coming up i can't yeah. stop them yeah. i don't know what's happening and it's all about them being like there's a new problematic thing. I'm like, oh my God, girl, you're all white yeah, like and no do, one cares. They do not serve oat milk and some they must be stopped. I know. There is, um, so stupid. Truly, it's like, there is no hell like a Facebook group. And I know I, you and I are a member of mm, OG, um, RIP Pussy Posse. It's gone. Oh, it died. Oh, it's been gone. Bitch, oh. got murdered. Wow, it was glorious. For, for just one brief moment, we had Pussy Posse. It was... It was everything people hate about women. Oh, it went. And so much more. Just, oh. The thing is, like, we all, like, get added to this group, and none of us really know what to do with it. It was, like, it was, like, for sure my first foray into, like, a secret Facebook group. And so... I just love how those groups, it's like, it starts as like, hey, this is a place to like support each other. And then it it goes to like somebody being like, so my mom just got kicked out of her house and my girlfriend just like threatened me with a knife. What do you think I should do about that? It's like, (laughs) oh my God. Can I get booked on your show? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Now, yeah. Now we have one that the the rules are very explicitly, we keep it just strictly business like. Yeah. Should we start a a Facebook group for living with yes, you, uh, you should uh, have your community. Yeah, well, we actually to support we do, you. We do have one, but nobody ever fucking messages us. <laughs> Message. Guys, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dan- subscribe, yeah. rate, follow. Danielle, yeah. where can we find you? All you, your handles. You can find me at Diva Deluxe, no E at the end, Twitter and Instagram. And all my dates are in my link tree. Wonderful. Perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Yeah, and thank you for inviting us to your amazing, amazing house. Yes. Thank you for being here. Bye. Bye. Living glam, living rough, living with Jonathan and Katie.